Welcome to the Jill on Money Coronavirus Market Update. Well, 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 uh, looks like we had another rough day on the Wall Street. Recording this Wednesday at 4.46 p.m., major index is down about just a hair under 4.5%. Uh, it's not a great way to start the quarter. And by the way, the quarter was pretty bad, as we mentioned. My favorite factoid about the quarter is that orange juice futures were up almost 24% on the quarter, but crude oil was down by 66%. So buy OJ, sell crude oil. I guess that was the message. Uh, look, everyone is really scratching their heads. We're trying to figure out where the economy is going and how much companies are going to be able to recoup during this period where we've had a, a sudden stop. And I was trying to describe this to uh, one of the producers that I deal with, and, I, and we we're talking about weekly claims, which by the time you wake up tomorrow morning, you're going to hear everyone talking about weekly claims. And last week, we saw claims were up uh, 3.28 million new people trying to file for unemployment insurance. This week, it could be even bigger. It could be four, five, six million people who apply for claims. And to just put that in perspective, the total number of jobs lost during the Great Recession was 8.8 .8 million. So to have claims go up by this much so quickly is really something else. If you are in the situation where you're worried about whether or not you're going to get laid off next and what's going to happen next, I really think that it's wise to presume that this is all going to last a lot longer than most believe. When you look at your own financial situation, try to do what economists do, which is assume the worst case scenario. And if you don't have the worst case, you are pleasantly surprised. And isn't that better than the other way, which is you hope for the best and it does not occur? Uh, all right. Now let's do some questions. If you've got a financial question, uh, we just love to talk to you. We're backing up in the email box. That's why we're doing these daily podcasts. Ask Jill at jillonmoney.com. Ask Jill at jillonmoney.com. Mark posts all of this stuff on YouTube. Of course, I don't know that because he's so smart and I don't know anything about that. But I got a YouTube question from JN. Is there any advantage to taking $100,000 from my 401k? There's no 10% penalty at this time, right? Because of the CARES Act and use the money to invest in my brokerage account. Of course, I would repay the 100,000 in the next three years. Thank you for answering my question. I don't think this makes a heck of a lot of sense. I'll tell you why. Leave the money where it is because you're invested already. It's in the 401k. It's not like you're leveraging it up. So no, I wouldn't do that. I, I, I think that's probably a pretty bad idea. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, I mean, Mark just made the comment, look, the money's already tax deferred. Why would you even want to pay the taxes? It's a convoluted idea. There's a, I think you're trying to think of like a, a clever way to end run this. The clever thing is that if you can put more money into your retirement account right now, then go do it. You might be very lucky. Okay. This is from Rachel. Uh, subject, avocado toast, hashtag millennial. Gotta love that. I recently started listening to your daily podcast and I have some questions. What do we do as average millennials? I'm 33. My husband is 35. We've got two kids, ages three and six. Overall, we have a negative net worth if you consider our student loan debt of about $25,000 and our two cars. Uh, we just paid off our credit card debt totally. That's great. They make 150 grand a year. They live in an expensive suburb um, outside of Seattle. 
we were able to make our rent comfortably. We've never been able to save very much. We want, we've spent too much on avocado toast purchases over the years. We're spending less now. We can't move due to my son's special needs in the school district. A few days ago, I looked at my rapidly dwindling retirement account from my last job and we cashed it out. We will get about 18500 of the 22000 that was in there. We decided it was more important to pay off our credit card debt than keep the money in the retirement account. All right. You did it already, so what am I going to say? My husband's retirement account has ten grand in it. He already has a loan on that. I contribute 4% to my retirement account. We're doing okay, better than a lot, but what do we do now that we are essentially starting over? Should I stop contributing to my retirement account so we can focus on saving for a house? No, you should not. We were just starting out during the last recession. My husband lost his job at this time. I'm feeling nervous we're going to go through all that again with kids and expensive rent. We can live off my income, but I would have to get another part-time job if he loses his. Okay. So let's take a deep breath, Rachel, because she also asked about a financial advisor. I think that if you have a match and you're putting 4% to capture that match, that's fine. You can do that. Don't put more than your 4% in. We've got to pay down that student loan. And maybe right now, while both of you are working, well, let me do two things. One is we want to focus on your student loan, but we also need to give you a a cash kitty. We got to give you some money that's in the account. So you've got to really be very clear that you need to be saving money every month. You've got to have an emergency reserve fund. Don't worry about buying a house. Who cares? Just forget about it. As far as an advisor, you don't need a financial advisor. You need to do three big things. One, you need to make sure we get rid of this debt. Two, you need to figure out how to get six months of expenses, your monthly expenses, six months worth in a emergency reserve account, a cash account. And third, you're going to start using your retirement account. That's it. You do not need anybody to invest that $10,000. That's a perfect case for a robo-advisor or for just putting money into a index fund with a big company. Okay. Chuck writes, he's 70 years old. Uh, he says with his social security and money market accounts, he should have enough to maintain his current lifestyle um, throughout a reasonable lifetime, 20 to 25 years. He's got 50 grand in a Roth in a money market. He says, I understand I can take that money at any time with no income taxes, use it as I please. With that in mind, I've picked about 10 stocks and two Vanguard ETFs to invest in during this drastic drop, which I feel like we're at the bottom. Okay. Hold on, Chuck. Why you take, you don't have to take money out of a Roth IRA. You would just invest in those assets inside of the Roth IRA. So he's doing it for his granddaughters. You don't need to actually pull the money out. If you've got the money, wherever it is at that money market, if that money market is somewhere else, move it to Vanguard and buy the funds you want to buy. Don't pull it out. Leave it in and invest the money inside there. Uh, Tammy writes, I'm wondering if you could give me some advice where unemployment is concerned. I've been trying for over a week to call because I'm not able to apply online. I got a message to call. I've been out of work for two weeks and have no income. Oh, Tammy. Um, so what I think you really have to do is you got to get to someone who has a computer. You must, because I, I don't think that you are going to be able to manage this. The phones are overwhelmed. So there has to be somebody who can help you out. Maybe there's a community center, a friend who can just work with you. Uh, I, I think that it, you can't do this by phone. It's going to be nuts. Ellen wants to know, what's the impact on the 2020 tax refund, federal and state with a stimulus tax? No one's talking about the impact of this. Should I reduce my tax withholding? Well, first of all, 
if you're due a refund, then file your taxes and you'll get it. And if you got a big refund, then yes, adjust your withholding so you can hold on to more of your money throughout the year. That's great. Matthew writes, uh, my income in 2018 is too high to qualify for the stimulus relief check. I haven't filed for 2019. I was married in August of 2019, which would, as I understand it, qualify me to receive a stimulus check. How can I inform the government of this? Uh, How about if you file your 2019 tax returns? And you know what? If you owe money, you have until July 15th to actually pay that bill. And if you are due a tax refund and you'll get on the record and you'll get a stimulus check as well. So go ahead and file. Mike writes, he's got five rental properties. He's worried about tenants not being able to pay their rent due to the virus job losses. Based on current stock markets, wise to borrow against my 401k to pay mortgages or stop paying them? Mike, you know, this is really important. You call your lenders. If they happen to be Freddie Mac or Fannie Mae mortgages, then you're going to get some reprieve. So go and tell those bar- those lenders that you want to make sure that you're on the record that you have properties, you're not collecting rents, and you want some help. What they're probably going to do is they're going to say that you can actually just tack the months on the back end. Okay. Uh, Joyce writes, I'm a loyal listener and more savvy because of you. Thanks. My husband and I are 66 and retired. My husband is collecting social security. I'm waiting till age 70. We've got several pensions and annuities that we're accessing two years of savings in cash, long-term care insurance, our home, and over $1.5 million in investment funds with a CFP. We are conservative with our investments. Here's my question. Our investment funds are in a variety of traditional IRAs. I've heard and read about how the timing is good now to convert some traditional to Roths. It is. That's great. Now that we're not working, taxes we would have to pay to convert the funds is manageable. Our CFP has told us the best way to spend down our investments is first with taxable funds, then tax deferred, then finally Roths. We don't know the future, but we will leave some of the money to our son, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, convert it. I like converting it. I think it's great. I would convert it, make sure you stay in a decent tax bracket, but uh, I'm all about the conversion and I like locking in the tax liability when your tax liability is lower. That seems great to me. Uh, Cheryl, 62, she wants to take $50,000 out of life insurance policy that's not growing. Should she invest it, bank it, earns 40 grand a year, no pension, no retirement. I make, I'll make 1500 at, at my full retirement age. My planner wants to invest it. I'm scared to death to lose it. I have an IRA with 4,000. Okay, Cheryl, let's presume you don't need this life insurance because that's what we're talking about. If you take the money out of that and you're so scared of losing it, then just buy some CDs and just forget about the financial planner. You don't need the financial planner. Maybe just keep that in cash and build up that cash reserve because that's going to make you sleep better at night. And I think that's really important. Okay. Sheila writes, uh, subject line, thanks and take care. Dear Jill and Mark, just want to say I'm one of so many valuing and benefiting from your honest, realistic, and experienced rich advice. Since I've been in public health, just a reminder, since you're dropping some episodes at 1 a.m., to be sure to get rest, eat healthily, take some time to recharge, whether that's meditating, exercising, watching 15 minutes of something funny to boost your immune system, etc. With best wishes, Sheila. Sheila, that is so nice. Mark and I do tend to um, binge some stuff. I am binging um, a little bit on the lighter side of stuff. That's what I've tried to do just so that I don't have 
too much heaviness in my life. I want to make sure that we're here for you. Thank you for that lovely note. I really, really appreciate it. And if you guys have financial questions, we would love to hear from you. All you have to do is send us an email, askjill at jillonmoney.com. That's askjill at jillonmoney.com. And if you're on the website, jillonmoney.com, you can see that there's a little contact button. It's in the upper right-hand corner. And you'll see a lot of other stuff there. The best thing you can do to thank us for doing this daily podcast is to pass it along to people you know. Tell people to listen to it and subscribe to it because that way we feel like we're touching more people who need some help. So you can do that anywhere. You can subscribe to our podcast on Apple and Spotify, Stitcher, Radio.com, Google Play, anywhere else you find your favorite podcast. If you're up for it, if you feel like it, you can always leave us a rating or a review. Who cares? Just pass it along. We want to grow this sucker right now. We want to get to as many people as possible. So thank you so much. Remember to stay safe. Be kind to everybody. Say something nice to your partner when you uh, stop listening to this. And uh, thank whoever is out there who's helping us fight this spread of this virus. Be smart. Be clear about what you need to do, gang. Stay at home. Social distancing. And no sudden moves when it comes to your money until you check in with us. Thanks so much for listening. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.